0: Hi, I'm Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast. The podcast that focuses on musicians, authors, and interesting people. We like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. So sit back, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. I've known today's podcast guest since he and I were both on the radio in St. Louis. He's branched out now, and he's an accomplished author of travel books, Over the past decade, he's released several travel books. His latest is called The Ultimate American Music Bucket List, a travel guide for music lovers and road trippers. Will you please welcome my radio brother, Bill Cleveland? Well, hey, how are you? Good to see you, Rick. Good to see you too, Bill. It's been a long time, man. Been a long time. When did you decide to start doing these travel books? When was this? Uh, Twenty thirteen. So it's
1: been a little more than ten years. I um, just started. Um, you know, it's interesting. Somebody reached out to me about doing uh, uh, a book on Route sixty six, uh, which, of course, the uh, um, being in the St. Louis area, you know, route 66 runs right through St. Louis. Yeah. So I had a little bit of knowledge in that, but I said, you know what? Some, so many people have written books about route 66. I'm not really interested. So I, I reached back out to the publisher and said, well, you know what? Actually, I would like to write a book, just not on route 66. What if I did a book on America, like things to do across America? And uh, they were like, well, that's kind of too broad of a topic. And so anyway, after some pestering, they, they said, oh, they reluctantly said, yeah, okay. You can, you can, do the but well, ended up being their bestseller for that year. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, and they didn't want me to do it. Um, and so that's kind of how I got started, and then yeah, I've written five of them since. And the, the latest one, as you mentioned, on um, American music, Bill, who's your publisher? Uh, I have several. Uh, Reedy Press in St. Louis has, uh, has done a couple of my books. I have a publisher called Publishing Concepts out of St. Louis as well. So uh, I try to m- m- go back and
0: forth a little bit. <laughs> Diversify. <laughs> you know. Well, this latest one really piqued my interest because I, you know, I've seen travel books throughout the years and such, but this one here is dedicated to music. It's called The Ultimate American Music Bucket List, a travel guide for music lovers and road trippers. Sounds like the ideal book to have in your car when you can't decide on what you want to do for the weekend, right?
1: Yeah. And well, speaking of that, there's an index in there too, in the back. So depending on what state you're in, you can uh, figure out uh, what's nearby you. But, um, this was so much fun to write. And, um, you know, I sort of got the idea when I would go to these cities and I would do my travel stops, and you'd find quirky little things like, you know, for example, the, you know, the childhood home, the little Richard lived mm-hmm. in in Macon, Georgia, or, you know, you'd be down in Memphis and, you know, the stacks recording studios or uh, sun records. Or, and I started seeing all these things. I'm like, there's plenty of stuff in the United States that's been salvaged. Thank God. Um, that has ties to American music. I wonder if I could do a book on it. And sure enough, there, there are so many things. Thank God. Um, we've been smart enough to save these uh, great pieces of American music history, uh, from, you know, childhood homes, like I mentioned, to recording studios. And then, you know, you got statues of musicians and murals and the grave sites. And I mean, there's just all sorts of things that you can go and see as a road tripper that tie back to American music. So that's kind of how the book came together. Very good.
0: How many uh, cities did you hit on this particular one?
1: Well, you know, the, the good thing is that I've been traveling for so long that I didn't really have to uh, go back and visit all of these mm-hmm. cities. I had already accumulated a lot of this information. And it's actually kind of funny. I included some of the things in this book, uh, you know, things that I had never actually done personally. Um, there were some of those, and one just happened a couple of weeks ago. I included uh, Muscle Shoals sound studio in oh, the book, yeah. which I don't know if you've been there or not, but, um, I just went for the first time Um, down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Northern Alabama. And, and and this place was, you know, unbelievable. Um, so many great hit songs out of the 1970s were recorded there. Everything from, you know, one of my favorite songs, old time rock and roll to, Mm -hmm uh, Paul Simon's Kodachrome, uh, Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Freebird was actually written on the grand piano there at, uh, at Muscle Shoals sound studio. So you, you walk into this little place and it is just a total dump. Like if you drive by mm-hmm. the highway and you look by, it and you're like, that's what, what could that possibly be that little building? In fact, you probably wouldn't even notice it. Uh, but then you walk in and you learn the history and it, it's unbelievable. So, so places like that, Um, I have those in the book and it's just really neat to see
0: where so much of this music came from. Very good. Uh, so how did you go about selecting the ones that were going to be featured? I mean, you've had so many to choose from. How did you narrow it down to what's actually in the index?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I, I put in everything that I had to be honest. Okay. With you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Unlike yeah, some of the other books where I had to kind of edit down and, and whatever, this one I, I kind of was able to put in whatever I wanted. Um, and, and there's room for me to expand, obviously, because, you know, some people will they'll email or they'll, you know, whatever, and send me, hey, you know, have you been to this? Now, th- I did sort of leave out some things and I'm like, who would care about and one guy wrote me, he goes, did you include the Don Ho statue in Honolulu or whatever? Well, I was like, you know, sorry, buddy, I didn't include, but you know, there's, there's a guy out there that likes that. So
0: there are other, there are things that I guess I could have included and maybe I will in a future, uh, a future update. Well, Bill, I've moved uh, from St. Louis. uh, I'm up in Northern Indiana and we're not far from the Michael Jackson boyhood home. Yes. Yeah. Gary, Indiana. Now that's why I have not been by, uh, Uh, just, just, uh, just, Take photos, okay. I mean, just to get this. It's a little dangerous drive, that area.
1: Drive by Drive fast. Uh, strive,
0: huh? Drive fast, and just help you. Hope you get a good F-stop on your camera. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um. Well, and you know what's interesting? A lot of these. Well, here. I mean, that's actually an interesting point because a lot of the folks who became you know superstars. Um it came from very small communities and and in many cases came from nothing you know and you look at it you look at what are you talk about the Jackson Five, that little tiny house there in Gary, Indiana, you look at Ray Charles, who you know I went by his childhood home I think it was last year at some point, and it's just this dilapidated mess now, but a tiny little one bed i mean Elvis for God's sake, the one bedroom shotgun house and Tupelo. Uh, Johnny Cash, you know, this huge superstar known around the world came from a little town called Dice, Arkansas, and he lived in a house that was built, um, um, for, you know, during right after the great depression and, you know, it didn't even have heat heater running water in it And, and look where he turned out to be. So it's really kind of interesting to go back and see where some of these people came from and, 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 you know, they were able to realize the American dream, um, Anyway, it's it's kind of it's like you say it's sad you got to drive by fast by the Michael Jackson house, but at the same point it is sort of like that's pretty amazing that somebody you know shot up to greatness and yet you know came from
0: there. I know it is just uh, well, it's all about tenacity and finding the right breaks too, or getting the right breaks in life too. Uh, any unexpected gems that you stumbled across that you really weren't expecting to find? Ooh, unusual gems. Uh, so yeah, that's a
1: that's a tough question for me because I think everything's a little unusual. Um, <laughs> you know what's fun? Uh there's a spot in Macon, Georgia. I I I know I'd mentioned little Richard's um um childhood home was from there and and also ties to um Otis Redding was from Macon, James Brown spent time in, in Macon. Uh the Allman Brothers though, uh, spent time in making the, the house that the Almond brothers lived in when they wrote most of their hit songs, uh, you can actually go and visit that now. It's called the Big House. Um, and and so you go in and they've basically turned it into a museum and it looks basically
0: the same as it did when they were living there. I, I imagine there was a lot in San Francisco also with Haight-Asbury and all the things going on there and uh, uh, Topanga Canyon and things going on there. Uh, Did you delve into that or is that uh, maybe for your next book?
1: Yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time in uh, San Francisco. I, you know, th- there are some types of San Francisco, um, th- that I did include. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, San Francisco, not necessarily talking about the music aspect here, but, but, you know, I, I was warned over and over about going to San Francisco. Oh my gosh, you know, r- run for your life, you know, don't uh, get your car stolen, you know, whatever. And so I was a little, uh, apprehensive about going to San Francisco. I was there in April, uh, April or May. And, uh, I gotta tell you, I had a freaking. blast blast. I, people were so friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, nobody bothered me. I I think, you know, I I think I saw two homeless people the entire time that I was downtown. Um, and so, you know, it's it's sort of an interesting reminder. And this is sort of what I do on the travel side is, you know, I, I try to be positive, uh, in the stories that I tell. And, um, and I guess the, the lesson here was that you can't always believe everything you you see in the media or that you hear from, you know, your next door neighbor or whatever, you know? Um, and while you should, you know, probably always want to be smart when you're traveling through a big city. Um, you know, th- there was a lot of great stuff in San Francisco and it was not as, not nearly as bad as people had been saying on you know TV and right. you know, the media. And so, um, yeah, it was just a delightful trip and, um, Anyway, sorry to get off on a tangent there. no, but it's I was no just, problem, no problem. Just all.
0: thinking back to that. What a great, what a great trip that was. Absolutely. Did you get uh, Winslow, Arizona, for the Eagles? I,
1: I did. Yeah, I did. Actually, I did that in 2021. Uh, that by the way, is the only thing in Winslow, Arizona, uh, <laughs> statue, statue in the car. That's right. <laughs> yeah, truck, that's right. Um, man, and, and it, it, what a cool stop though. Uh, a lot of things to see on route 66, but yeah, Winslow, Arizona, that's probably the only thing that was uh, there in Winslow, but
0: yeah, you bet I did. Very good. And of course, uh, you know, where you, where you and I spent a lot of time St. Louis, there's so many things to go on there. Just mosey on down to the Del Mar loop. They've got the, uh, the St. Louis Walk of Fame. There's also the Blues Museum downtown now. So that's yeah. A, yeah, just so yeah, many but great things. Important. So many <laughs> great things. And there's uh, Scott Joplin's house not far yeah. from the you know Central West End. So there you go. Very good. Now, before we continue our interview with Bill, to, I hope to thank you very much for tuning in to Someone You Should Know Podcast. You can find us on the web at someoneyoushouldknowpodcast.com. You get to find our recent news, our archive of past episodes and a whole lot more. If you happen to be visiting, we invite you to leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Now, according to Buzzsprout, the service that shares the to all the streaming platforms. We're very blessed to reach over 1,900 cities in 85 countries. And we'd like to thank a couple of new ones that have been added. Camden, Maine, Oak Park, Illinois, West Hills, California, and also the London Borough of Barking and Dagenham. Huh, okay. Someone You Should Know podcast or wherever quality streaming audio is available. We're talking with my friend Bill Cleveland. Bill and I were on the radio together in St. Louis. Uh, not together, but we worked at competing stations, but we've known each other for a long, long time bill is writing all these uh, wonderful travel books so these are ideal things for 2024 if you really and truly are going to be doing some road tripping make sure you get them i'll tell you exactly where you can get them a little bit later in the show but we're right now talking about bill's book about wonderful cool travel places involved in just the music genre bill any challenges bridging the gap between the genres to kind of make a cohesive guide is there like a section for blues a section for or is it just based like states or how did you put that all together
1: well, you know, it's interesting. I, In the other books that I have written, I've been, uh, I guess, sort of forced to do that. Um, my brain doesn't always think that way. And so, you know, the publishers will tell you, yeah, you need to lump these together and these together. But this one, I, I didn't really do that. It's just sort of a hodgepodge of um, American music icons. And, uh, and and so it sort of reads, it it is a travel book, but you know, all of my books, I, I try to, I try to give you a little bit of history, a little story, but then also of course guide you, um, to the places where you can have that one-on-one unique personal experience of whether you're, you know, standing inside of someone's home or at a museum or a recording studio or or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just sort of, there's no real rhyme or reason. Um, I did lead off with, like you, you mentioned, um, uh, ties to St. Louis, Chuck Berry, you know, um, most of the artists that I feature in the book were popular in 60s, 70s, 80s, kind of right in okay, there. And, and the reason for that, uh, this is obvious to me, maybe not to somebody listening, but you know, you, you got to be around for a while before you get a, you get a museum, right? Or, or a statue mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, any kind of history. So, you know, that's really the only sort of way that I could figure out how to do this was to go back to, to the artists from the 60s, 70s, and I guess some 80s, because um, those are the people that, you know, their homes have already been turned into museums
0: or, right, or whatever. Right, right. I, got um, an, I got an idea for another book. It just came to me right yeah. now. This will be the next travel guide all of Taylor Swift's boyfriend's homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There might be, be couple, a, might be a couple volumes there. It'd <laughs> be a long <laughs>
1: list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually she, um, I actually featured her house in a book I wrote called finding the American dream and it's not a museum or anything uh-huh. like that, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I, put her home and people can drive by and see it. It's not like it's, I'm giving out a private or whatever um but yeah no i loved loved. i like taylor swift right? i do
0: too i saw the mo- i saw the movie was very very happy or the concert movie and was very very pleased with it yeah yeah i can't call myself a Swiftie, you know my wife is though <laughs> yeah. uh how did the local communities react when you came to town and such like did you did you bother connecting with the locals or did you just do it on your own or how did you kind of compile the information
1: well when i travel and so people should know so i i travel full time now and so i work a lot with the local um tourism offices that each city has and so they're really, they're really great. They'll hook you up with locals or give you some ideas or suggestions and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, so in some cases, I, well, most cases you, you know, you deal with a local who knows a little bit of the background or, you know, what, what's really great is if you're an author or a writer, uh, and you, you get to know some of the locals They you know, they'll get you into some of these places early. So you kind of have it to yourself mm-hmm. or, right. you know, a museum, you get kind of a VIP tour and that sort of thing, which that's always helpful to kind of get that experience. Um but yeah, essentially it's, you know, you you talk to locals who work at these museums or um, you know, that work at the local tourism offices and things like that. And so they know the the players. And sometimes actually it's it you get lucky and you you meet somebody who you know, used to work with one of these stars or grew up next door. You know, there was a great, uh, tie in that I had when I was down in Brownsville, Tennessee. Um, I met a woman who she's, Oh my gosh, I think she's in her eighties. Um, but she knew Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, it was Anime Bullock. That's yep, that was exactly. the that yep. she mm-hmm. went by, And so she knew her in grade school. And so she would go to see talent shows that Anime Bullock would be in as a kid in down in Brownsville, Tennessee. And so to hear her tell the stories about, you know, watching watching her perform and and those dance moves that she had never seen anywhere else, um, that she learned from Anime Bullock. And oh my gosh, it was so cool to actually talk to someone who had you know those local young mm-hmm. ties to somebody like Tina Turner yeah. um, so that's where it's
0: important to find locals my uh, my wife Leslie saw Prince when he was performing at the Hammond Civic Center this is before he had any hits. this is before 79 he had a little speedo on and a like a like a <laughs> trench coat it looked like it looked like a flasher but she said she recognized the talent even back then. And uh, it's just amazing you, these these stories and it's great talking with people because they have as long as they got the facts right that's that's the that's the thing you, well, sometimes sure, you have to yeah. sometimes you have to get the facts from from fiction type thing or things that they believe happened and such but uh, I always love great stories like that Bill it, 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 for the person who's actually picked up this book what do you what do you hope for them to gather from the book that you've got or any of the books that you've got
1: Well I, you know I'm always about It's interesting. Travel has changed over the years. Um, Now we're at a point where people want experiences, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so the experiences that you get from the places that are featured in the book are, um, you know, you get to put your own two feet in places where something, in, in many cases, you know, kind of magical happened. I like to talk about, you know, Sun Studio in Memphis, since we've talked about Memphis a little bit where Elvis was first discovered and you go and you can stand in the very spot where he, you know, recorded for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And to, to just to be able to stand right in that spot in front of one of the very microphones that he would have used when he was there. Um, I mean, there there's, it's you talk about a goosebump moment, you know,
0: right. Or, and or, or so, going, or going into the Ryman, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and taking the tour and getting on stage to stand in the circle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, those, those that you can, those are the best travel experiences and, and something you'll always remember. So, so yeah, so that's, that's what I want. I want people to have great memories and, uh, and especially people who grew up with, with a lot of the music that I talk about. Um, it, it's really cool to go back and retrace those steps and see where your favorite,
0: uh, you know, your favorite songs, uh, came from and where your fa- favorite artists recorded. Very good. Now here's the question that I think a lot of people are, are thinking, they're saying, you know, I I'd love to write a travel book. I'd love to be able to travel and write about it instead But the question is, how are these adventures funded? (laughs) Did you get a stipend from the publisher or what? Oh, yeah, I wish,
1: Um, you know, in order to do that, that's so funny. People, people are always naturally curious about how you can do this. Um, I, I started, this is a true story. When I first started, I reached out to someone who was a professional blogger and I asked, and she was very, very kind to take all of my questions and take the time. And I, I basically said, you know, here's what I wanna do. This is my idea for a trip, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and, and she said to me, she said, well, it'll be about three years before you make any money. And I said, three years, how you go? For, and, and my God, it was, It she was almost exactly on the money. Uh, three years is about what it took before I started making money. Um, And so, yeah, I earn revenue through, you know, I have a website, I write books, I do a lot of video content. um, And, you know, I work with a lot of tourism offices. I'm working on a couple of projects right now, actually, with um, some sports tourism uh, companies. Um, So I juggle a lot of stuff in order to make it work. Right. Um, and thank God it does work. And it's a great, it's a, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. And at the same time, I, I look back um, at my earlier self and I can't imagine, I can't believe that this is what I'm doing
0: because <laughs> yeah, you and I so, are both in radio and, uh, that's right. Yeah. This a lot is, of money in radio as y- people know. Y- oh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Well, since you know, Bill, this is basically what I've been doing uh, since I retired, and it's it's just it, it's to keep me from asking for my old job back, and that's that's what this nicotine patch is called. The the someone you should know podcast. Uh, the reason why I asked that question about the funding is there's an individual that I follow on YouTube, and he is like, I just took a 15 hour flight from from Los Angeles to Adelaide and it was first class accommodations on this particular thing. I want to show you this particular thing. it's going. Well, that's got yep. to cost about 8 grand. Uh where did you get this kind of money, dude? You know. Right. But he had a channel yeah. he's had a channel for a long long time, so.
1: Right. Well, and it depends. So, one of the things I do try to is I try my best when I promote travel experiences to, to promote things that most everyone can do. Um, you know, I, it, here's a great example. So when I first started doing this and I, I started to gain traction, you'd go to different cities and, and the first thing they want to do is they want to take you to the nicest restaurants in town, right? The, 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 because they want to impress you. They want you to write. Ni- and I, I, I said, no, 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 no. I said, I want to go. I want to go places where the average person is going to go. I'm not promoting something that, you know, a family of four is not gonna be able to afford, you know, a $200 a plate meal. Like we're not doing that. <laughs> so I try, I try to go to regular places. Um, I, I try to go to attractions that, you know, are either free or that are reasonably priced, um, and, you know, and I, I say, I try to promote things that everybody can do. So, you know, the person that you're highlighting clearly does not have that, uh, <laughs> state of mind, but you know, good for them for enjoying the experiences.
0: A lot of times those folks will get that stuff comped. Yeah. And so they're not really paying. They're not really paying right. 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 One thing built that I, I thought was really funny is, uh, you wind up seeing individuals, it all depends on the person, too. It's like, well, let me take it to our Olive Garden, then you know it's like you know, it's like <laughs> they have that in other cities too. Oh, I yes. didn't know that now one of the, yeah. the rule that my wife and I had, my late wife and I had when we traveled way you know we've during the forty years that we were married or so uh was whenever we went to a new town, we were not allowed to hit any of the chain restaurants. It had to be something that was local and something that people talked about. Is that kind of what you did too, as far as I goes?
1: Yeah, yeah. I try to. I try to find something that's local that that's not. Sometimes that's not possible, but it's generally speaking, you can find something <laughs> local. I, you just you, you reminded me of kind of a funny uh, anecdote. I um I always will tell people, um, and, and this is pretty well known in the tourism world. People that work in tourism, promoting travel or writing about travel locals are always the worst at, at promoting their own city. They just, it just, it's not the personal, it just locals are always the worst. And, and a, a great example, a friend of mine comes to visit, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, she was in town for a conference coming to St. Louis. And, uh, so the Uber driver that picks her up from the airport, taking her to downtown, um, they're chatting. And my friend Katie, who is also in tourism, working tourism a long time, Says to the Uber driver. um, So what, um, I'm kind of hungry. Where's a, what would you think a good, good place for me to eat here in St. Louis? Now here's the Uber driver. He's got somebody from out of town. Great opportunity to give her a, you know, he says, well, he goes, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Applebee's <laughs>
0: Jeez, yeah.
1: Applebee's Applebee's and Jeez. welcome to St. Louis, St. Not Louis, not how about Hill, a barbecue
0: place? Jeez. Barbecue. No, there's a lot of Applebee's around. I just, there's I, an I emo's told. or an Imo's. Yeah. She, told, she told me that story and I'm yeah. just like, are you kidding me? And that's it just, you know, whatever. That, that'll do it too. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, let's uh, Uh, let's get a link to all your socials, and uh, of course, you've got five books. Go through the five books that you got, and 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 where those are going to be available to be found at.
1: Well, thankfully, uh, so if you go to my website, which is bill billontheroad.com, billontheroad.com and, uh, and uh, I apologize. I sound sick today. I apologize to your listeners. I've been sick for the last couple of days. So I don't always sound this stuffy and, uh, out of it, maybe out of it, but not this stuffy. Um, and, uh, but yeah, bill And there's a link on there where you can get all of my books. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all American travel themes. Like the first one was called a hundred things to do in America before you die. And, second one um you're going to make me try to remember all these finding the american dream is a fun one that's all about people who started with nothing um and ended up either because they were uh, an inventor or a famous entertainer or whatever um ended up making something big of themselves you can go and visit their homes or, you know, uh, stuff like that. that. That was a really cool one. Um, I have one called driving across America. I've got a children's book on travel and then the one you mentioned today with the ultimate American music bucket list, but all those are available on my website. And folks you'll find the link, they'll take you to Amazon or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, yeah, they're all they're all on there. And then the social media, there should be links on there as well. Um, but the, the most popular one's Facebook, and it's just uh Bill on the Road on on Facebook. And um, yeah, would appreciate it a follow. Awesome, Bill.
0: Now, what's on the agenda for 2024? Oh boy, uh, we'll start out
1: west, uh, Arizona and California, hoping to do Hawaii. Um, and then um, uh, the rest of the year is sort of open at this moment, just trying to fill things in, trying to do a, a Canada road trip, um, hoping to go to uh, either London or uh, Italy at some point over the summer. And then uh, some time in the uh, Carolinas, and then um, um, maybe in the upper Midwest in the fall. So, yeah, it, it'll be a busy 2024, um,
0: which is good, you know? Very good. You mentioned London. Leslie and I are doing a Beatles eight days a week uh oh, trip fun. to london and liverpool coming up in august so if oh, you happen to be, be there about fun. that time frame we'll have to hook up <laughs> that'd be fun yeah walk across the street together right? As- <laughs> absolutely absolutely bill it's always great talking with you man it uh get well soon and uh Thanks. and what's it's nice to see that uh, you also escaped radio
1: <laughs> for the most part yes for the most yeah. part yeah <laughs> got out and survived there's life after radio Yeah, there's Go
0: life on. after radio it's the hardest thing how many years were you on radio bill
1: uh, with the Frank opinion show in St. Louis, I did 20.
0: Wow. Yeah. Jeez.
1: <laughs> I still, I still do some stuff with Sirius XM radio. I've got a couple of shows that I'll do some travel segments on there. Got a couple of syndicated shows that I'll do travel reports for, but yeah, nothing, no full-time radio anymore.
0: Smart man, smart man. Yeah, smart <laughs> man indeed. God yeah. bless your buddy. Take care. Have yourself a you wonderful too. day. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast, man. I do appreciate it, Bill. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is Rick Anthony, thanking you again for listening to this episode of Someone You Should Know. Now, if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure, I invite you to drop us a line at someoneyoushouldknowpodcast at gmail.com. That's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. Also, I invite you to tell a friend about the Someone You Should Know podcast. I thank you for tuning in this time, and I invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you and so do I.